You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in again today, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program children's book author Martha Keswick about her books on the COPE disaster series. Martha, welcome back on the program. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Um, we spoke, I think, at the end of last year, and I was just really fascinated uh, with the concept of your books, which uh, helps children to better understand natural disasters. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more, so to remind our listeners uh, about your COPE disaster series. Oh, thanks, Noreen. It's lovely to be back. Well, basically, COPE is a series of books, uh, non-for-profit books, that aim to increase the disaster resilience of children. So they cover natural hazards from wildfires to tsunamis, floods to cyclones, and provide kids with coping tools of how to be prepared. Um, the series is based all at the Cope Academy in Sichuan province, where I'm talking from you today. <laughs> and it's all based around the central character, a grand mistress, Fu, and the Cope Squad, who are Candy, C, Ollie, O, Ping, P, Eddie, E. And these are the Cope Squad, and they're all orphans who have been plucked out of children's homes from all over the world by grand mistress, Fu, to come to the Cope Academy and be trained up as disaster risk reduction agents. So their job is to teach kids all over the world what to do in a natural disaster and how to be prepared. That's amazing. It's really so great to sort of empower these children, uh, but by telling these stories through the COPE squad. Um, we are live this afternoon on Facebook. If you'd like to see Martha and also at the Academy, the COPE Academy of her background um, on the Zoom interview, then Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Looking at the characters, as you outlined just now, Candy, Ollie, Ping and Eddie, um, they really show a great deal of diversity. Um, why is it so important for you to have that sort of representation? Hi, Noreen. I, I lost you there for a bit. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, no problem. I, I thought so. I thought I'd frozen there the as well. Yeah, the Wi-Fi dropped yeah. out. Um, I was just saying, you know, your characters show a really great deal of diversity. So why is it important for that sort of representation uh, to be incorporated in your books? Um, I think it's really important that they are diverse and they are from you know, all over the world. So you've got Candy, who's from South Africa. Ollie's from New Zealand. Ping is from here in Hong Kong. And Eddie is from Brazil. Um, we really want COPE to be a global disaster risk reduction brand so that kids all over the world can relate to the characters and to really, you know, relate to them not just from where they've come, but also in other ways, such as disabilities. For example, Eddie is hearing impaired. Eddie's from Brazil, so he uses Libras as a way to communicate with others, which is the Brazilian sign language. Um, so we're just trying to to really get kids to, you know, connect not just with, with other nationalities, but kids from different minorities, kids who have disabilities, you know, really kind of empower kids to empower other kids. And that's so important. You're absolutely right, Martha, because when you see yourselves being sort of uh, represented in books, you're more engaged and, and you enjoy it more. It's so nice to, to grow up with books that you see uh, yourselves in. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your latest book, Landslides. Now, what is it about? Okay, so Landslides, which is the book that we've just launched recently, uh, is in collaboration with World Vision, which is a huge international NGO. 
It also has scientific advice from the World Meteorological Organization and Hong Kong Observatory. And we sought the disaster risk reduction advice from Professor Alex Densmore from Durham University. So in the latest landslides book, uh, the COPE Squad, it all starts as all the COPE books do at the COPE Academy with Grandmistress Fu telling the squad what to do in a landslide and how to be prepared. Um, the main message for kids to remember in this book is in heavy rains, keep away from steep slopes. So in the monsoon season, just don't go near steep slopes because that is where it's more likely to have a landslide. So we've teamed up with World Vision Nepal. And so we work very closely with the guys on the ground from World Vision Nepal. And the, the COPE squad go off to Lamdung in Nepal and they go and uh, teach other kids all about how to prepare for a landslide, how to, prepack their, how to pack their survival bag, how to plan their evacuation route, um, where it's safe not to go, you know, what are the signs for looking out for a landslide? Um, and it's while that they're in Lamjung, which is in the most beautiful area of Nepal, that an actual landslide happens. So the COPE squad um, have to put their disaster risk reduction skills into action and try and help others, you know, basically run away from the landslide and, and be safe. And they do um, that so with the villagers. The they manage to evacuate the villagers and keep them safe. Exactly. And you'll see Mariko Jesse, who's our illustrator, she has got such an amazing way of bringing the story to life. And her illustrations in this book are just, they're so cute and they really capture the feeling of Nepal. Um, so, you know, I think it's worked really well. And during the story, we also uh, have a real life experience with some Nepalese kids. Raj and, and Gita, who live in tents um, after the landslides, they're displaced and they have to go and live in tents for, for a long time whilst everything's getting back, you know, all the restoration is, is, in, is in process. Um, so we, we get to hear a real life story from Raj and Gita. Yeah, I also Which is another thing that the Cape books do, is really try and connect kids to other children's real-life experiences of disasters. Exactly, and to share their experiences. Um, one thing I really enjoy uh, about your Cope series is that, you know, you've, you, that the way you write is also, you know, you've got the narration, but also the dialogue between the characters that move the story along. Uh, is that quite conscious? I mean, do, do, do you also like incorporating their voices uh, as part of the story? Yeah, I think we've got to try and keep it really interactive for kids and keep it lighthearted. So, you know, there is banter with the Cape Squad and, you know, it's sometimes it's quite funny when Ed, Eddie, who's the laid back character in the squad, you know, he forgets his raincoat when they're going off in Grandmistress Foo's red helicopter off on another mission. You know, it's like, where's Eddie? You know, and he's running along behind. So trying to keep it lighthearted, trying to keep, you know, as I said, the banter going on. But at the, at the main thing is for kids to learn what to do in each of these disasters. You know, what to do in a tsunami, get up to high ground. What to do in an earthquake, drop cover hold. Um, in a cyclone, stay safe. In a storm surge, keep clear from the coast. In a wildfire, be ready to go. You know, that, that's what we're really trying to get across you know, amongst all the other light-hearted parts of the books, really, that central instructional message 
for kids to remember in disasters. Absolutely. And the way you write it is also very easy for them to remember. You know, you write it in a style so that it's children telling other children, you know, what to do. Is that always um, easy? Or, or I mean, how, how difficult is it to dilute that information into something that's sort of bite-sized uh, for the children so that they'll remember these instructions? Yeah, that's a good question, Noreen. Well, each of the books is vetted by a global DRR expert from Oxford University or James Cook University or the University of Malaya, you know, leading global experts. And they give me all this information. And it's really highbrow, complicated, technical, um, you know, and I've tried, got to try and condense it and get it into a really simple, like I said, the simple message to relate to kids. So it is hard. Um, and I hope I managed to do that in most of the books. But often when you've got lots of different collaborating partners, you know, and everybody's got their voice, um, it's hard to try and keep the message simple. So that's our main goal is really to keep it simple. And so kids just walk away with that one clear message of what to do. Oh, I think you've definitely managed to do that in, in all the books that I've seen uh, you, you've written so far. So, Martha, what's next in the COPE series then? So what's next in the COPE series is we're working on wildfires at the moment. Uh, that's in collaboration with the University of Pretoria in South Africa and the um, Department of Public Health in San Francisco and also the department, the fire department in San Francisco. And we've got a special guest appearance from the first female head of the fire department, Chief Neen, who will be um, appearing in the Wildfires book, Janine Nicholson. Her, her nickname is Chief Neen. So I'm looking forward to that That's one because exciting. the Cape Squad will go across continents. You know, they'll be going from Sichuan province in China to South Africa to USA and then back to... Um, to Asia. So that's, you know, it's going to be a big book for Mariko to do. So I'm excited about that. Um, the next book after that will be Drought. And that'll be working with Shandong University and the China Meteorological Administration. Um, and also the World Meteorological Organization as well. So that'll be Droughts. That'll be based in China, which I'm glad about because that is the home of the, of the, of the Cape Academy. So I'm happy that one of the books will be based in China. Um, so looking forward to those next two books. And then after that will be Heat Waves. And then the final book will be Volcano. The Hot Books. Wow. And have you started the collaboration uh, with those books yet? Or are they sort of uh, in, in the pipeline? Well, um, Timothy Sim, Dr. Timothy Sim, who's our editor of COPE, he's the person who really helps with all these connections. And he's a specialist in disaster risk reduction. He works at the University of Social Sciences in Singapore. Um, so, you know, we will, him and I will start looking at those and really trying to get together the right collaborating partners. Yeah, it sounds like you're keeping yourself super busy. I think all of us are just trying to sort of adjust to the new normal of, of the pandemic, but you're writing book after book. Um, I also see you're currently also involved with this year's uh, Young Readers Festival, which I'm really excited about uh, happening uh, next month. Um, what will you be doing as part of uh, your, your involvement? Involvement with the Young Readers Festival? Well, I'm so excited to be involved this year. I was involved a couple of years ago, so I'm really looking forward to it again this year. Although I'll be back in the UK at that time, so I'll be getting up every morning at 
four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Do you remember I did that on you on did. our last interview, Noreen? So it'll be four in the morning doing the um I'll be doing readings for the first week for Max and May. So they'll be bilingual readings um for kind of six to nine years old, uh, school book readings. And then the second week, Mariko, Jesse and I will be doing like an interactive workshop on cope where we'll be talking about not just the natural disasters, but also how to write a, a book and also illustration. So we'll, it'll be like an interactive session. So I'm looking forward to doing both of those. I'm um, looking forward to perhaps even getting a, a, another chance to, to interview you uh, then. We're the broadcast partner with the Young Readers Festival. So w- w- it's always such a pleasure to be able to interview uh, the children's book authors. Um, is there anything else you're working on currently? Um, I also uh, read that uh, you're writing the COPE, uh, you've written the COPE COVID booklet, which is amazing. It's translated into uh, Cantonese. I've seen the sign language version of it. So it's very oh, inclusive. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. So this was something we were halfway through the disaster book series. And obviously, you know, COVID is not a natural disaster, but we realized how important it was to address it and to help kids stay safe and smiling during the pandemic. That was last May. We managed to turn it around. So Mariko, Tim and I turned the book around in a month. And we were so lucky to team up with UNICEF East Asia and Pacific, who uh, distributed the booklet throughout the region and gave us some excellent advice. And we also teamed up with our global um, partners who gave us all of the most accurate advice that we could have at the time uh, from University of Stirling. Um, University of uh, James Cook University in Australia, Read Able in Singapore, and um, University in Japan as well. So we teamed up together with them and we produced a booklet for kids to stay safe and smiling. It included lockdown diaries of other kids. So it was like a real life experience of how other children all over the world were coping with the COVID situation. Um, and you know, I think it it was really relevant and still is very relevant, sadly. I, I know. <laughs> so it's been used a lot throughout the region and it's been translated into Tagalog, Vietnamese, Thai, and uh, UNICEF in Hong Kong did an excellent job, like you were just saying, on, on an animation and producing a sign language version of it uh, for distribution to primary school kids throughout Hong Kong. And it's so useful because I think a lot of the times parents are sort of stuck as to how to explain COVID and the pandemic. I mean, it's stu- <laughs> I, d- I just don't think parents expected it to last so long that a year later you, you, we're still having to have this conversation and, and continue to have this conversation because schools are still, certain schools are still closed at the moment. I mean, as you know, Hong Kong is now sort of on the brink of, of the fifth wave. Fingers crossed it, w- it won't happen. Um, but we're, we're still continuing w- w- with this conversation. So really glad you made that kit not just for educators but but for parents as well to explain to the to the to the young students yeah, um, yeah. no i'm really glad we did too and, and, and you know it's a shame it's lasted so long but at least it's still relevant and kids can really try and keep safe and smiling during these crazy times absolutely martha remind our listeners once again how can we find out more about you and your work and uh, of course about uh, max and may and also about the cope series have you got a website we can go to Yeah, all the COPE books are free to download on the COPE Disaster Champions website. So it's 
um, cope-disaster-champions.com. You can download them all for free. You can share them with your friends. You can, if you'd like to collaborate in any way with us, we're always open. It's all free of charge. Um, and we really just want to spread the word. Uh, Max and May is available on the, at the moment, Mandarin Matrix website but it will soon be available on maxandmay.com because we're, we're just putting together a new early years learning, Chinese language learning kit for two to five-year-olds. So you'll be able to buy all of the Max and May Chinese Zodiac books and the new um, early years Max and May and Me kit on the maxandmay.com website. Excellent. Well, congratulations. I look forward to checking it out on, on, on that website as well. Uh, Martha, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, and I look forward to speaking to you perhaps next time when you're back in the UK uh, for the Young Readers Festival. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Noreen. Take, Take care. care.